Hey guys, my name's David Kyle and welcome to the FitPro Daily. This week is all about how to generate leads away from paid advertising. No more Facebook on this week's episode. We're going to look at different ways that you can generate leads for your fitness business. And we're going to start off this week with a guest interview. We're going to invite Leanne Sykes on, owner of the Lean Body Project and Quirky Frog PR agency, to share her insight, her story on how she managed to set up this business, but also get her fitness business, Lean Body Project, into local press, the national press, and on the TV. So this is going to be one of those episodes where we want a notepad and pen, and we're going to take down as many notes as possible and start implementing the stuff that she has to say. Anyway, enough of me talking. Let's dive into this week's guest interview. Okay, we are live. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to today's guest interview. Today, we have Leanne Sykes all the way from sunny Stockport. How are things, Leanne? You okay? Good, and it is really sunny here today. (laughs) So if we don't know who Leanne is, Leanne's been on twice, once, twice. Leanne's been on a few times before, let's just say. And Leanne owns her own uh, fitness business up in Stockport, plus she owns a... Uh, PR consultancy, PR business. Is that is that yeah. what you'd call it? Yeah, marketing and PR agency. And she's she knows lots of famous people. She gets lots of famous people in newspapers as well as non-famous people like us as well. She got us in. Was it two or three things you got us in last year for the Canine Fitness alone? Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't even have to try. So I'm guessing this is going to be quite a good interview. All we need to do is just like take a pen and paper and just listen to everything Leanne has to say. Um, and we can replicate the success that we had last year of being in the media and the success of Leanne's being in all the media stuff that she's got all her clients. So welcome, Leanne. Thank you. Thank you for having me. <laughs> busy today, quiet today. How's, it, how's this week been so far? Uh, yeah, busy. Every, every day's busy. Um, no two days are really the same. There's a lot of stuff that we do, which is quite similar. But um, yeah, I kind of split my week up in quite a structured way. So I have content creation days, pitching days, um, yeah, so we break it down into different bits. Nice, nice, nice. So what we're going to do today, a little bit different to last time, is we're actually going to break it down into Leanne's story herself, how she wanted to initially get in the media, how she got into the media, and then uh, moving into how she's found the the best way to get yourself and really keep getting back into the media. Now she's been doing it for quite a few years. She knows the ins and outs. So we start every episode off with one question, though. How did you get into the fitness industry so I got into the fitness industry by default uh, with my other half Damien Coates who you probably know some of you um so he yeah he was a personal trainer and when we got together well um lost count how many years ago 12 13 years ago um he yeah he was a personal trainer doing um a range of Thai boxing sessions and one-to-one PT sessions and me being quite a little business mind um, we kind of evolved that to where it is today into semi-private group personal training um, I'd say over the last five years we've took the business to to like a new height and, and and I left my full-time work five I think five or six years ago so since then we've taken everything really seriously and a number of different things that we did was doing things differently with the semi-private personal training not really anyone in our area was doing that but Damien thrives off training with groups as opposed to one-to-one so 
that was kind of where the, the, the idea of that came from. But ultimately also offering that affordability for people to have personal training and the experience that they get by doing it in small groups as opposed to just one-to-one. Um, and not to mention the results, people get better results training in groups. So we evolved this quite successful business. We had the marketing on point. Um, we had clients, you know, coming left, right and center to us. And what we really wanted to do was kind of take Damien and the business to, to the next level and start getting media features, press features, writing books, winning awards, that kind of thing. So we, we began a few years ago really starting to, to pay close attention to that and, and putting an active interest in that. Nice, nice, nice. So before we do dive into that active interest side of it, we're all about lead generation and you don't need to tell them who does your Facebook ads because we all know the, the secret to that. But how do you generate uh, leads? How, what, maybe let's talk about Damien's tactic with Instagram at the minute then. Okay, yeah. So Damien's way of um, doing Instagram. So a few, how many, well, probably like two, three years ago when, when I... Um, I went out, God, I can't even believe where all the time is going when I'm thinking like how many years ago it was. So the business that I've got now, I've had for coming up to two years. And the two years prior to that, I was working in PR and and events and with celebrities. So I suppose it's over the last four years now that I've gained experience with it. And through working with individuals, um, not just in the fitness industry, but in a multitude of different industries who were really beginning to make a name for themselves, it was because they were being very personable on social media and they were continuing to tell their story on social media. So what we always used to do is all our business was built on success, results, our clients. And Damien never really liked talking about himself or sharing what it was that he was doing. He wanted the focus to be on his clients and not on himself. That predominantly came down to a couple of people who we saw who only ever shouted about themselves, but they did it in a way which was cringeworthy which was kind of look how big and brilliant I am when there really wasn't. So I think that kind of put the fear in him and he he retracted from doing that. However, like I said, from working with people and I could see how people were really sharing positivity and sharing the results in a way that came from the personal trainer or came from the coach. And they were telling the story of how they did it to help their clients. So always having at the forefront of your mind, how you can help your clients and the the information that you're giving or the story that you're sharing, how that's going to relate to your clients. So, you know, it it was a lot of backwards and forwards with me trying to tell Damien what to do and him not doing what I say and rather listening to other people. Um, It was just a case of me just introducing Damien to a lot of the people that I was working with, showing um, Damien a lot of the stuff that they were doing on social media. And then bit by bit, he eventually got it to click and um, then he started doing it. So it's really catapulted, I'd say, over the last 18 months since Damien has started consistently sharing more about him. And in particular, since the last lockdown, the first lockdown, um, this time last year, Damien went on a bit of a a transformation himself because he didn't want people to give up hope that the gyms were just gone because everybody here in this group will know you don't necessarily need a gym to get the results. It comes from 95% of everything else. So through that, Damien really wanted to show what you could do. So he embarked on his transformation journey, which he has had incredible results. Um, People are messaging me every single day about them. Um, I did it myself. I lost 10 kilos. I'm on my way to losing up to 15 now. So it was just switching things around, but sharing that journey of how he was doing it and the flexible dieting approach. So really knuckling down on his key message has been 
a massive transformation over the last 12 months in terms of organic lead generation. Mm. Um, and it's given something, it's given people something to talk about and knowing that they can have a great lifestyle and they can still get results. It's understanding how to do it. Um, and it's not being a dickhead, like he would say, but there is a way of doing it. And it's just getting through to that audience rather than trying to get your audience to do something that they're not, never going to do and you getting frustrated by it. Yeah, and that's, and, and that's definitely the thing. Once you can talk your prospect's language, know the pains and fears and worries they're going through, they can relate to you so much more. So Damien is talking to his audience, but he's having to... Damien's audience is female predominantly, yeah? So he's obviously having to change his message that mi mixes and works for them. But like something you said earlier was if you like what people are doing and you want to replicate it, don't copy it, analyze what they're doing, see what the benefits are, the, the, the way it's succeeding for them. Take out the stuff that's not going so well for them and then create your own version of it. And that's exactly obviously what you're doing now with Instagram, which is going really well. Yeah, definitely. And like Jane said, it's just, it's really homing in on that message. And it's what I tell my clients in, in, in the PR agency side of things that I do. One of the fundamentals of part of the chain that, that I teach people is, number one is, is understanding your brand identity. And with that, it's who your audience are, what it is that they want, and how it is that you can help them. And don't just make it boring by saying, we're going to give you a meal plan and we're going to give you three training sessions a week tap into that a little bit more and, and utilize what's involved in that meal plan are they going to have a chocolate on it every day are they going to have a drink every weekend or is your audience more the athlete side of things or the bodybuilding side of things that don't want that they want that targeted and they they want to be so um strict if you will and you've got to you've got to think about the the pros and cons of what it is that you do and how that can reach to your audience cool okay so we know your initial story. We know now what you're doing successfully now with Instagram, but let's go back to that start then. You wanted to get Damien into the news. You wanted to get him awards. You wanted to just really build a reputation away from sort of paid marketing and stuff. So how did you first dip your toes into getting in the newspaper or getting on the news and stuff so far? Um, so what we did first of all is I, I started working with a number of different journalists and I started to really get an understanding of what it is that they wanted to write about. Because back then I was like, Damien's great. He gets great results. He's got a great story. He's got great knowledge. He's got great expertise. But the media just didn't want to feature him at that point because we were banging on too much about the wrong message or the wrong angles. So one of the things that somebody came back to me with was, um, let's have a look at your weight loss transformations. So have you got anybody that has lost five stone or more? And at the time, most of our clients, which is quite often the appearance for everybody else, is your clients will lose on average between one and three stone. There's not very often that you actually get those big transformations. And unfortunately, the press want those big transformations. So, you know, I'm going to, uh, you know, lose, say, like three stone. Um, the press aren't bothered about that because it's not significant enough to be featured. It's not a wow factor enough to be featured, even though from a personal point of view, it is. It's not from a press point of view. And once you start understanding the differences between that, that's when you can start opening up the doors as to how you can get featured. So weight loss stories, five stone or more. Somebody particularly with like a good background or a good story themselves will make it more attractive to the media. Um, so the first time that we got in the press about this was when a lady came through the doors and her sister actually trained with us at the time. And we ended up giving her, making her win a free place um, as part of like a giveaway competition. Um, to come in 
she was a mum of two. She baked cakes for a living and her husband works at McVitie's doing like the Jaffa cake <laughs> testing or something. So I knew when she first walked through the door and we had a sit down consultation with her um, and she was like, I just want to lose five stone is my first goal. And I, and I re really think I'd be happy about that. So I knew straight away that for the five stone was actually her goal. And not only that, she baked cakes for a living, which is a lot of people's excuses. Um, you know, all everything under the sun. If you're there by surrounded by cake every day, licking the spoon, eating it, that's going to incorporate excess calories. So straight away, that's like a contradiction. Um, and again, that's something else that the press look for. So mum of two who bakes cakes for a living loses five stone. So I knew the minute I started speaking to her that that would be the headline. Fast forward 12 months when we got those results, um, we submitted a press release to it. And one of the things that went in our favours with that is every single year we do a, a body transformation photo shoot with our clients. We don't get them to strip off and do bikinis and, and gym clothing in the gym. We do more of a, a lifestyle. So we get them to do a little black dress. So a really nice figure hugging black dress. They have professional photos taken. So you've got your high res photos and that's another point that you need for the press. You can't, you know, a lot of the time that they can do screenshots or, you know, older pictures, which they will use, but for something for a transformation, they want like a really crisp, clean, high resolution image. So we had those available with Vicky um, when, uh, of course, she did the body transformation shoot with us. She was one of the ones that we'd selected. Um, so we submitted that. We got into the press with it. That was the Manchester Evening News. And then fast forward 12 months later, that same story got picked up again for the nationals. Um, so stories can be repurposed and repopulated um, if they've gone from local to national or national to lo local. Um, so yeah, that went viral then. That was like September, 2019. Um, I think our sales went up by 400%. Our leads came through, our website like views went up. Our number of followers on social media went up. It had just a, you know, a, a catalogue of, of events after that, which was in a positive light. Um, so yeah, so that was the first way we got into the press. Yeah, it was quite cool actually that you knew that um, after you'd done your research, and again, it goes back to what we said, don't copy, analyse. You'd gone out there, seen what the type of things they were looking for. And when this opportunity came forward, or this lady wanting to lose a weight, you knew this is what the press need. It needs to be a minimum of five stone. You knew the angle of approach, uh, Baker loses five stone uh, to change her life and her business. So these these are the key, key things. The press isn't going to care that uh, you've helped somebody lose two stone. Like you say, it needs to be that significant. Although, and we'll talk about the stuff that we got in the press for a little bit later on, it doesn't always have to be massively significant if someone's looking for specific uh, jobs or writers, right? Yeah, so there's... Um, somebody might be looking for, for something in particular. It could be um, that if you're, there's two ways of kind of dealing with the press. One is to kind of do your outreach and your pitching to them. So if you've got a story that you want to share, you need to go ahead and find the journalists that potentially would write about it. Um, in this climate, in this day and age, it's significantly difficult. Um, so that's why ultimately you need the people that already have those relationships. So if you already know of somebody who's got it, that's the better road to go down because these journalists are being, they're quitting their hours down from full-time to part-time. A lot of people, the, the workplace are being reduced. So if you're emailing people left, right and centre, they're just going to come back after three days off work to like 2,000, 3,000 emails. So 
in, in relation to the other way of doing things is having the ability to have journalist requests come through. So you can also do this for free um, on Twitter. It's time consuming, but you can do it. You can search hashtag journal requests on Twitter and that will bring up a load of different journal requests. They'll be mixed with bloggers and journalists and various other people that are writing about things. But have a look through there and see if there's anything specific that anybody is requesting. It could be that they're actually looking for somebody who's lost three stone during lockdown. It could be somebody who's just had a transformation during lockdown. That couldn't doesn't necessarily mean to be body transformation. It could be a mental transformation. Has somebody overcome an addiction? Has somebody gone from not walking at all to now walking 15,000, 20,000 steps a day? Has somebody gone from having a fear of training in a gym to now doing training online with you, with you via Zoom calls, via Facebook groups? And they have now found a newfound love for training that they have already signed and enrolled to your gym when they come back. So think about different stories that are happening right now. Um, of anything that's happening in your business for yourself, for your clients, have a look on journal requests and see if there's anything specific on there that you can relate to and you can respond to directly. Okay, yeah. So you you'd done your research, you knew kind of this type of stuff that the journalists would want. The perfect client came along, she got the success, you managed to get it in the press, that then uh, reshared and got into the national press. What was the next stage and how did you kick off even further from there? So what we did from there is we, we had a series of, of various different um, uh, campaigns that we wanted to do so one of them is we wanted to start winning awards because when you start submitting yourself to the press if you have an award to back up your credibility that helps with your press pitch so what we did is we started entering ourselves into into what awards um i got headhunted by an award um they found me actually through a press release that we'd done they it was for um, a Women's Business Awards, the English Women's Business Awards. So I ended up winning that. I think it was like the April, March, April time that we went down to that award. I won that one in 2018, I think it was. Um, and then, or 2019, then later on that year, same year, we um, got listed into the uh, Talk of Manchester Awards. And that was for the best health and fitness le leisure facility. So we entered into that one. We went along and we ended up winning that as well. So within a space of 12 months, we'd won two awards, one for the business, um, and then one for myself running the business. So with both of those, we was able to do press releases on them. By doing press releases about that, and this is where you'll target your local press. Um, so the Nationals aren't really gonna write about, you know, these type of awards uh, recognition. It's not like the Grammys, it's not like the Oscars. It's just something that you can shout out about locally and don't ever underestimate the local side of things of what you do. So through that, we had press releases written locally about us. And then if we fast forward to this year, um, about three, four weeks ago, I got a call from BBC Radio, um, sorry, BBC Breakfast, um, and they wanted to interview me with regards to the gym's reopening. And this was the day, sorry, the week before Boris was doing his announcement in, in England with regards to the roadmap to reopening. So they found me through the press release about me winning the Businesswoman of the Year Award. And then they also found that the business itself had won another award and um, they'd seen other various different press articles. So immediately we were like a credible business and we were a media friendly business. So we got reached out to, um, they came down, they interviewed me and then I appeared on BBC Breakfast with that interview. That was the shock of the morning. I woke up, usually yeah. watch the six <laughs> o'clock news every morning. There's a picture of Leanne on the screen. I was like, wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, like you said, there is building blocks. Don't don't think that going to the local chronicle or the local newspaper or the local magazine is is the wrong step. Like you say, the BBC found you from one place that was then backed up by this other article and this other article and this other article, so they knew they had the right person. It's like like when they come to me. They found me from one place and they checked me out to come on the other place. And now every time the BBC Wales needs someone to talk about social media, because I've been on once before, they'll just keep coming back. So the building blocks, you just have to keep going on these different places. Okay, so we've kind of gone through the whole journey now. So from where you started, not knowing, uh, you've set it all up, you managed to get in your first one, you've built it up, and now you're just getting in them consistently going forwards. The one thing you mentioned was something about a press release what is a press release? So a press release is, um, well, a press release is what's written to be released to the press and the media. So these, these are what we, we write for our clients. So if our client is setting up something new or has got something new to share or got a story to share, we will write a press release. Now, press release is written in a different format to a blog or a newsletter or anything else. There's a certain format that you would need to follow. Um, it's very condensed, so you don't waffle. Um, you give like a summary about what the story is going to be. You give the bulk of it. You include a quote, a credible quote, either from the person that you're writing about or somebody else talking about that person. And then you want high resolution pictures to go with it, whether that's for you or whatever it is that you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You write these to, to send out as, as, as pictures or the journalist will write them on your behalf. So if you, were, if you found the journalist uh, like if a journalist was your client or somebody was your client or you knew somebody local, you can't just say, hey, I've got a story, check this out. You kind of want to go professionally with a professionally written document or something, hand it over to them so they can actually read it properly and then present it to, I'm guessing, their editors or something like that. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of like when when you're speaking with the press, a lot of the times you, you want to just lead with um, a like a summary of the story that you want to talk about. Um, you don't really necessarily want to send the full press releases. It's only when they say, yeah, I'd love to write about this. Could you send something over to me? Then at that point, you want to send a press release. Okay. So I've got, we've, we've got some amazing clients. We've got this press release that we've kind of researched. We know how to write it and how to structure it and everything. How do you even find a journalist? How do you find these people? So there's a number of different ways. I mean, ultimately, the, the best way of finding journalists is by being introduced to them or building a relationship or rapport with them. Um, you know, back in the day before lockdown, there was various different events that you could go to and just, you know, meet people. Um, and I always say like networking is the, is the best way to do it. Ultimately, because we haven't got the ability to do that, another way of finding them is to Again, do your research on the publications that you want to be featured in. Now, when I say you want to be featured in these, these aren't, oh, I'd love to get featured in the Daily Mail. Think about why you want to be featured in the Daily Mail. Would it be better for you to be featured in Women's Health magazine? I've got Damien featured in there a couple of weeks ago. He, he um, was talking alongside of a doctor and he had an expert comment in there. So that gives him more credibility and that's like his target audience is women. So women will read Women's Health magazine. So think about the different publications, go into those, look at the articles um, that are being written. If you can relate to the articles, have a look at the person who's written it, then try and find that person on social media, LinkedIn, Twitter, have a look at their profiles and have a look if they have an email address or if there's somebody who, who is welcome to pitches um, or is welcome to receive receiving things and just begin to a relationship with them. 
Yeah, and that's, that's what we've done a number of times as well. You just go out. If you want to get in the local paper, have a look who all the editors are, follow them on social media, on Twitter, on LinkedIn and Facebook, and just try and start a natural conversation. I'm guessing if you just go straight in for the kill with these journalists, I'm guessing they get this thing all the time, they're less likely to want to communicate. Whereas I'm guessing if you build the relationship slowly over a period of time, they'll get to know you and they'll be one of the first people you they will come to, I'm guessing. Yeah, definitely. And it's the same with any relationship you're trying to build, even with the sales and the marketing side of things, it's you don't go straight in for the kill on, on like the first communication. So think about think about how you feel of being on the receiving end of something. Say if somebody sent you a message and it had so much information on that you couldn't even begin to think about where to start reading this. If you don't know who this person is, you don't know why they're getting in contact with you, it might be something really great, but if it's just too much information, it's just going to get brushed brushed aside. Okay. So we talked about credibility then. You'd managed to get them in, in the papers, and then you started to want to get into awards. Uh, not all of us are lucky enough to be headhunted like you were. How do we find awards that we can we can go for? Where where do where do we look for these type of things? Google. Just Google what our awards are in your area. Um, there's quite a lot of awards companies who do, so the, the, um, the English Women's Awards, they do like Irish Women's Awards, Welsh Women's Awards, Scottish, Scotland Women's Awards. I think that's by Oceanic Awards, I wanna say. Um, but have a, look, have a look for some award companies um, and, and find their um, websites, have a look at what they do, have a look at what awards are coming up, have a look what categories they do it in. Um, but you can you can eat, just quick Google search and have a look what's going on. In Stockport, the Stockport Business Awards, um, they've been running for the last few years. Like I've mentioned, Manchester, you got the Talk of Manchester Awards. Um, and the Talk of Manchester Awards cover everything. Um, apart from they don't do the hospitality, they have a separate one. They have like the Eat, Sleep and Drink Awards for specifically for hospitality. So just, just have a look. Um, there's so many out there, but have a look for the credible ones and the ones that you would like to be in. Yeah, yeah. And that is literally it. That's how we found the one that we got. Um, just literally typed in Cardiff Business Awards and just yeah. apply for every single one that came up. Yeah. And then they'd be like, oh, it's £100 to enter, though. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that one be then. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a lot of the, like every award we've won, we've had to enter and then we've had to pay, whether it be for a table or for tickets. Um, and ultimately that's, that's how, you know, that's how they make their money as, a, as an awards business. But just put it down as a marketing tool because it's such a significant marketing tool. Okay, so uh, we've uh, entered these awards. We didn't win. How could we use that to our advantage when we come into the press? We were we were finalists or we were runners-up or if we didn't win and didn't have that gold medal to, to say that we were the, the best, how could we utilise the the fact that we, we entered and we maybe got through but didn't actually win? So it's just a case of if what I would do is you can you can preempt it. So before you um before the winners are actually announced you have been shortlisted. So if you've been shortlisted to the final five, do a press release about being shortlisted. If you win, you win, great, you can do another press release. If you didn't win, then at least you've got a press release that saying that you've been shortlisted, which is still giving you credibility. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it'd be like if you go to the press and you say, yeah, you've got, you've got, uh, you've helped somebody lose free stone, and then you could say you were shortlisted for this award as well. That, I guess, gives you the credibility that you did this extra thing. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Okay. So 
are you allowed to then use BBC logo or the Daily Mail logo or the Independent logo all over your social media once you've featured in it? Or do you need to be featured a number of times? Or do you need their permission? Or can you just say, I I was featured on the BBC and all your um, stuff moving forwards? Yeah, as long as you're you're using it in in a legitimate way and that you have been featured, you can you know you can have um, a logo banner on your website as as featured in or as seen in, and then just have all the logos on there. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Uh, anything else on on getting found in the media or being able to put your business in the media? So another really good um, tip that I can say is write a book. So we've noticed that from working with people um, those who are authors and have got a book and we can say that they're authors, they're again, they're more attractive to the media, particularly when they're looking for people to write expert quotes. So Damien is an author, he's written a book. Um, so when we pitch for him, he's got more about him than just a personal trainer who's had a great transformation stories. So you've got to think about all the different things that are making you credible. Once you begin to get into the press and you've got a couple of different features behind your belt, it's a lot more easier than to start getting things in because you are seen as press worthy and as newsworthy. Um, but yeah, a great way is, is to write a book. You can self publish them on Amazon. Um, you can go to book agencies who will help you do that. Um, but we did that, I think it was, I think it was like 2000 and, I don't know, I want to say 2014 when we wrote that, perhaps, maybe around then, 2014, 2015, um, when we wrote the book. But that's that's played a huge part in, in helping secure a lot of expert quotes for Damien. Yeah, like you say, once you start adding these building blocks together, you've got a book, you've got a successful story, you've got some sort of credibility as well. It really does make you more attractive to news or local uh, publications to want to come on uh, and be shared as the expert. Okay, so to finish this interview off right now then, is there any other final tips, any more nuggets like that we should be considering? Um, I would just say just keep your eyes open. Um, I can't stress enough how keeping your eyes open and keeping, keeping an eye on what the news are writing about use that as your inspiration to then create content like that yourself. If you're putting loads of things out there, you can, you can have an armload of, um, you know, different topics of conversation. So the one that Damien featured in last week about women's health, that was writing about the hourglass figure. So can you get an hourglass figure um, through training and diet and exercise? So he wrote about that. So have a look what's, what's being written about. Have a look what's being Googled. Um, for my skincare client, I knew that in 2020, the most, um, the, the, the skincare product that got Googled the most was vitamin C. So we started doing a lot of features around vitamin C because we knew that people were looking for that. So have a look up within your industry, what are people looking for? Um, is it the flexible dieting approach that we're you know, banging on right now? Is it keto? Do you advocate keto? Can you write about that? Can you link in with anybody else writing about that? Think about all the different things that, that are going on out there and always look for a way how you could link in yourself. Write about hot topics. So if something's happened in the news, if somebody's been on this morning talking about a load of bobbins and you disagree with it, write about it. Um, especially if you've got a Twitter account, utilize it. Um, a lot of people will find things on Twitter. So, you know, always put, put stuff on Twitter if you, if you can, even if it's just, again, just your opinion. Um, and that could lead a, lead a, uh, a journalist to finding you about what the things, the things that you're saying. 
Nice. So in other words, I need to get back on Twitter. I've ignored Twitter for ages now. <laughs> okay. So if, if people are interested to learn more about how they can get in the media, maybe somebody wants to learn how they can actually start working with you, where, where can they find more about you? So you can find us, so you can uh, get in touch with me. So anywhere really, you're on Facebook right now. So just drop me a message on Facebook and I can I can uh, have a chat with you, book in a call with you, give you some tips. Um, the business that, my business for, for PR is Quirky Frog. So you can find us on social media at Quirky Frog HQ. Um, and there's some various examples of, of stuff that we've done on there. Nice. Leanne, I appreciate your time today. Thank you for coming on. You are welcome. Thanks for having me. So that was Leanne, given her insights, her knowledge, her information on how it's possible to get your fitness business into the press. She shared the example of how she managed to get her fitness business, not into local press, not just into national press, but also onto national TV too. So if you love that interview and you want to check it out again, simply press rewind, go back to start, start taking notes. As usual, we would love you to subscribe to the channel. By subscribing, you'll always be up to date with what's working when it comes to lead generation for your fitness business. We'll leave it there for today. I'll speak to you all tomorrow. Cheers.